Welcome, welcome, welcome to another exciting episode of the Your Best Lifestyles International Podcast. Sponsored today by the Tom Antion's Podcast, Screw the Commute. Would you like to get great business success tips from an internet multi-millionaire? I know I would. The Tom Antion's Podcast, Screw the Commute, has both in-depth training sessions and interviews with successful entrepreneurs designed to get you out of the car and into the money, baby. You can find Screw the Commute in iTunes, Google Podcasts, or wherever you like to listen. I think you should screw that commute. Guys, to another exciting episode of the Your Best Lifestyles International Podcast, right here on Stitcher, TuneIn, iTunes, Spotify, Apple, Google, and many other podcast platforms. Thank you. <clears throat> Excuse me. Happy Wednesday, man. Happy Wednesday uh, afternoon. You know, I've been up all day, so you know sometimes it's hard to keep track of time and days. Sometimes you know with everything that's going on, so. Excuse me, I had to catch myself real quick. Um, uh, yeah, I am Terrence Hutchinson. I'm your host of the podcast, and I want to say thank you guys for always showing support and sharing the podcast. Thank you to our sponsors, to our uh, advertisers, and everybody who comes in who wants commercials done for their podcast, or even their business of uh, brand platform platforms. Thank you so much. We cannot do this without you guys. It means the world to us that you are taking time and, you know, um, investing in us because you see value in us and what we're doing and what we have the potential of doing and becoming. So we really appreciate you guys for the continued support. Uh, we in, we are in the old Robinson Public Relations and Media Group studio. Uh Eh, we're in Atlanta, and you know, it's uh, this, it's not too hot, it's not too cold today, the sun is shining a little bit, you know, it's kind of melancholy, you know, right now here in Atlanta, you know, and, um, you know, with everything going on in the world today, it's kind of like, I know for me personally, it's kind of like, not a blah day, but you know, just, you know, I'm trying to, it's working on my on my spirits a little bit, but I am on the mic, so I'm feeling good, not a, no, no talk of, you know, down spirits right now i'm feeling good so i'm in my happy place right now you know i feel great it's all this therapy for me but you know um i work with a few clients this morning you know and people are going through it you know people are kind of like confused or upset and trying to figure out what the next moves are uh a lot of people lost their jobs a lot of people is losing you know or have lost their the homes are on their way, you know, 401k is kind of like depleting, you know, living off credit cards, you know, and all this crazy stuff right now. So these are unprecedented times. So, so it's hard for me to cut the light switch off when I'm working with people and I'm dealing with people. And uh, yeah, you know, so it's, it's real. It's a real challenge. It's a real struggle for right now. I think for me, I feel people's pain, so, you know, I kind of like, oh, man, I wish I could do more to help people, you know. But all that I can do is motivate you and inspire you to uh, stay up and keep the faith and focus on, 
your dreams and your goals and everything while you got started in the first place, you know, and really shift gears during this pandemic time. So, you know, we just want you to stay focused and, you know, just just keep your head up, man. You know, a lot of great things can come out of this if you're a hard performer. I keep saying that all the time. Now, if you're somebody who have a fixed mindset and not a growth mindset, then you may have an issue. Uh, but if you're having a growth mindset, this is an opportunity for you if you, if you look at it that way. You know, successful people always look at challenges and, and struggles as an opportunity to grow. So look at it as an opportunity to grow and then um, hey, get on that bike, man, and, and start pedaling. That's all I can tell you. So, okay, enough of all that. Yeah, welcome to another episode of the podcast. You know, we're, we're super excited. Like I said, you know, we always bring on people who are um, experts in a field, who are doing amazing things in their community and, and performing on a, uh, on a global stage. And we like to highlight them because what's happening, like so many inspirational individuals out here in the world right now who are really you know, taking a, uh, have taken a bull by the horns and really pulling themselves up by the bootstraps, making changes in their in their personal lives and their professional lives, and really following their passion and 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 really trying to encourage the world to let them know that hey, you too can do it. You too can get up and get some things done despite of your setbacks, in spite of your you know your 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 your, your tragedies, all those things like that. So you know you can find a message, you know, in your mess, or, you know, you can really turn your test into a testimony, whatever it may be, it's an opportunity in there, you know, it's a silver lining in there, so, you know, uh, my, my my next guest is, um, let me introduce her a little bit, uh, my next guest is Meredith Atwood, um, she's a swim bike mom, we're going to get in that in a minute, is a former attorney, podcaster, and motivational speaker. She's the author of the best-selling uh, tri- triathlon book. Okay, yeah, I read that right. Triathlon is for every woman and the new look in the new book. The year of no nonsense. Uh oh, uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> She's the host of the iTunes Top 50 Fitness Podcast. Uh oh, the same 24 hours. Now this is going to be very interesting. Very interesting. Okay, I'm ready for this one. She has been featured in the Boston Globe, uh, the New York Post, the Seattle Times, and dozens of online publications. Meredith is a contributing writer to Psychology Today Online, Triathlete Map, um, Magazine, and Women's Running. She's a uh, sobriety advocate and the founder of uh, Grateful Sobriety. Okay, she is in USA Weightlifting Level 2. USA Triathlon Level 1 and Precious Nutrition Level Coach and and a uh, Precision Nutrition Level Coach. She's originally from Georgia and lives in the burbs of Boston, Massachusetts with her husband and two tweens. Miss Meredith, thank you for coming in. How are you doing today? Oh, Terrence, thank you so much. I feel like I need to do push-ups after hearing your intro. I was like, yes, all of those things. So I'm I'm doing much better now. Actually, I wasn't doing bad to begin with, but that was, yeah. yes, I, I love everything you said. So I'm doing great today. Thanks for having me. Well, I appreciate that. You know, um, especially the part that you may want to do some push-ups after that. I try to inspire people. <laughs> <laughs> to keep moving, keep moving. But you know, you already know as elite athletes yourself, you know the importance 
of you to keep moving and, and making sure the body stays active as well as the mind, you know? Yes, yes. It's the gateway. It's, it's what started me on an interesting journey. And, and so I, I'm with you on that. And I loved your Instagram post the other day, a couple of weeks ago, maybe, where you said, I will not gain weight in quarantine. I will not gain inches on my waist because that's been my mindset this whole time. I have this mantra where I say, I'm coming out of this better than I went in. And, you know, that means physically, emotionally, career-wise, like I'm, I'm putting my head down and working during this time and also resting when I need to. But this is an opportunity. And, and if we are growth-minded, it is, it is a huge opportunity. So I appreciate that post and, and you saying that. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's a big deal because I deal with clients on a regular basis, uh, virtually now and some, sometimes one-on-one social distance training. And what I'm noticing that people are quarantined and they're snacking more, you know, and they got the <laughs> quarantine 15 going on. And I said, this cannot be me. And I find myself dealing with my my mindset and my emotions sometimes. And sometimes I may I may be craving. It, it may be triggering some cravings. Like I love Twizzlers. It be triggered something, and I'm like, ah, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> but the whole goal narrative is not to lose control of the waistline, not to emotional eat, not to reward stress with food or, you know, even alcohol. Most people are doing that. And, you know, and watching what I eat, especially when we are in the public eye and working with people. And, you know, we don't want to give the image that it's okay, you know, to fall off during this time, you know, because people are looking at us like, wow. You know they, they're positive and they're keeping focus on the deal. You know what I mean. So that's motivating yeah. them. So if you were, if you're a coach and you put on fifth and you just put on fifteen pounds yourself and you're trying <laughs> to tell somebody else to eat right, it's not going to really work. Okay. So right. Yeah. So so how have you been doing uh, with the COVID nineteen right now? How has it positively impacted you personally? And professionally, and I say positively now because so many people only want to focus on the negative stuff, not me. How has it positively affected you uh, personally and uh, professionally? Yeah, I love that question. So when I, when this hit, I was actually in the middle of my book tour. So um, I had to cancel probably four or five tour dates. And you would think that's a negative impact, but the the result of that was very interesting because I thought, well, how can I get my message out? How can I help people during this time? How can I build a stronger community and what can I do? And so I went into action pretty quickly and had daily community meetups on Zoom and I did those for 21 days in a row. And um, it was awesome. I was able to have special guests who came on and they got Um, some publicity and they were motivated and then people just had this sense of connection because this was right away this was right when it hit we were all kind of home and so from that I realized I mean a couple things happened I, I had wanted to move my podcast to a video platform as well for a long time I'd wanted to do it I just never did and that forced me to move my podcast to video because I did it on Zoom and so I started doing that and so I built a video content that I've been wanting to do so that was positive and then another thing was the fact that um, I was just home so much that I am able to write more um, 
I want to write another book. Writing is my absolute passion and I love to do it. And I haven't even been writing anything that's probably publishable, but I'm creating a daily habit. And so I, I design my day now. I, I really am mindful about how I want to spend it. And I get to these opportunities to talk with people like you that maybe wouldn't have arisen because I would have been just grinding it out on, on traveling and, and doing other things. And, and also, I the positive that came out of it for me was really taking responsibility for my own health and wellness and nutrition under these circumstances because I've, I've struggled with my weight my whole life and despite being an athlete I've, I've just struggled with it because I'm a former drinker I'm an addict and addict personalities really like to leech on to anything it doesn't have to be alcohol it can be food or you know too much Netflix it doesn't really matter and so having this opportunity to work on that and say this is the part of my addiction addictive personality that I'm going to figure out and so I've been on a very interesting path with with figuring out some recovery steps and, and nutrition and so I mean honestly there's very little out of this time that I can say is negative for our family we've been lucky in that regard for sure but there's definitely been some growth opportunities um, where, you know, it was a choice. So it was a choice to say, um, I'm going to make the best of this because it could have been really easy to say, well, my book tour is canceled. There goes that opportunity. Oh, well, and dive into pizza. That could have been very easy to do. And so um, it, it's been good. It, it's been a positive experience. So I probably over answered that question. <laughs> Nah, nah. I mean, you know, it's it's we love it. I'm gonna tell you something right now about this podcast. We love uh, the over answers. We love the hard, hard answers. You know, it's all about you. So don't no no worries right there. It's all about you. So I I love that. You know, um, man, what was the aha moment for you when you realized that you had an eating problem and then you know uh, addiction? What was the turnaround moment for you? What was that? What, what was that moment for you? The aha moment where you say, "Okay, enough is enough. I need to make a change." So about ten years ago, everything was really kind of dark for me. I ha- I just had some serious struggles. I was working as an attorney. My kids were very little. They were both under two. I had two under two, and um, I had a drinking problem, and I was eating like just very unhealthy. Um, binge eating and it just it was the culmination of all those things that really caused a lot of stress and a lot of pain in my life and it started with beginning to move my body I, I started exercising I didn't change really anything else but that's why I'm such a massive proponent of movement because I think there is a huge hurdle that we can all overcome if we start to move our body in some way, it doesn't even have to be huge. If, you, if you're completely sedentary, just going out for a 10 minute walk is starting to move the train. And so that's how it started for me. It was with movement. It was with going to spinning class at the gym. And from there, um, I started doing the sport of triathlon, which is swimming, cycling and running in one race and so I did that for many years and I got more and more <laughs> addicted to triathlon and um, but I was still drinking I was still drinking very heavily because it served a purpose for me it, it at least I thought it did at the time because 
that's what addicts struggle with. They struggle with trying to feel normal. They struggle with trying to reach a place of happiness and equilibrium because they just can't seem to be there on their own. And so I did not quit drinking until 2015. But what preceded that, what preceded me quitting drinking is I was sitting in my car in the parking lot. I think it was of a Target. And I felt this voice and I, or this, I just, I felt this internal voice. I don't know, call it God, call it my intuition, but it said, you are going to be dead in the next year. If you do not stop, if you do not stop drinking, you're going to be dead. And it was so clear. It was so honest that I believed it. And I knew that that voice was right. And so I quit drinking. Like, I think four or five days later, I set a day because I had a party to go to for my husband's work, like on a Friday night. And I said, well, I know I can't quit drinking before that. Um, and so I decided I would quit that Saturday, December 12th, I think it was. And I did. I, that was the day I put it down. But what what is um, sort of lost in that story that over the years, as I tell it, is people say, well, I don't understand how you just quit. I don't understand how you just put it down and walked away. I've been trying to quit for you know, three years and I just keep going back. And what I like to share about that part is the fact that I had tried to quit for 20 years. (laughs) I had tried many times. I knew it was hurting me. I knew I didn't feel so, so great. I knew it was keeping weight on me. All of these things I had tried and tried to quit. And the day that I quit is the day it just happened to stick. And so I did quit and I began to lead a sobriety community on Facebook and all of these things are true. But what I realized recently is that I never really took all the steps to become fully sober. And what I mean by that is when you find yourself in an addicted substance, whether it's drugs or alcohol or porn or eating, you are going to struggle with something else when you quit that one thing. Like, it's, it's part of our makeup. And so when I quit drinking, I jumped to food. And then f- food is always, food was my original addiction. <laughs> that was as a kid where it started. Um, but then right. I jumped to food really heavily. And then, you know, binge eating. And I thought I got that under control. And then I'd find myself in a binge. And so all of that to say that I had to go through this process of achieving, well, of working on full sobriety. And, and that word has such... Um, a negative connotation sometimes in our society but uh, part of my message is, is to talk about this kind of stuff and so emotional sobriety is about getting over um, you know surrendering to the fact that we, we have these problems that we have these struggles and that we need help and that we can move forward and get help and there's you know paths to do that and one of the greatest tools I've found so far is Russell Brand has a book called Recovery and it's kind of a fresh look at the 12-step program of AA, and he applies it to all the addictions <laughs> across the board. Like, whatever you're struggling with, if you think you have an addiction around it, um, his book is outstanding. And so that is part of the, the big struggle for me is trying to, you know, cage that addict in myself. But there's such power in, in doing the right thing and working a program and working through the steps to have a better life so you're no longer just caged by this this feeling of hopelessness and and that is at the root of all addictions it's just a feeling of hopelessness 
And so I'm very grateful I've had the opportunity to explore it further and, and, and not, not really feel that I can't get better because I know I can and to have the tools to do it has been really nice. Right. That's, that's, oh my God, that's amazing. First of all, congratulations for, you. you know, getting over it and that voice in your head, you know, that, that, that was, I don't know what your faith is, but that was the higher power alerting you and telling you that you need to stop because he has something bigger for you to do. And right. a lot and of I times, do believe that. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. And a lot of times people, they hear the voice, but they don't recognize the voice. And like you said, the voice is very soft and and it's very clear, you know, and it just stops you right in your tracks and you know what it is, you know. And right after that, you just have to say, okay, that's that. So he's, you know, prepared you for the next level and what you're doing right now as far as recovery and helping people around the world face the same struggles with any type of addiction, like you said. So that was your purpose. Right at, the, right at that moment, he was using you for what you're doing right now. You know, how you're able to uh, turn your life around, uh, turn uh, the addiction around. Now you're training hard. Um, you have a podcast you've been featured on major platforms uh media platforms that's going to really touch millions of people around the world right from your brokenness and a lot of people don't understand that you know it's like when you think that your life is is broken it's actually uh, when you feel like life is falling apart it's actually falling into place you just don't know it yet you just don't feel it yet you know and then three, four years down the line, like in your case, 2015, now and here is five years later, look where you are, look where you came from. So, I mean, that's a that's that's an amazing um, story. You know, I'm so happy for you because a lot of people fall victims, uh, fall victim in the cracks. You know, they cannot get away from their addiction, whether it's gambling, like you, when you said, you know, porn, and that's a whole different addiction. You know, uh, food, food is a drug, food is an addiction. You know what I'm saying? So people are struggling right now, especially with this um, quarantine situation going on, this pandemic going on. People are finding anything that they can find for instant gratification to make them feel better. And um, it's really a struggle for a lot of people. So I, I'm glad that you shared that story because, man, and, 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 and your podcast, The Same 24 Hours, I love the title of it. You know, um, <laughs> why? I mean, you have, you have like, you know, you're the top, 50 iTunes uh, podcast for the March for the month of March of this year which is really good so your brokenness or your struggle puts you here you know and, and, and now you you know you have one over one million downloads on your podcast um, two questions with that what make you came up with the title and how, when you got recognized for being the top 50 iTunes podcast, because that's a goal with our podcast, you know what I'm saying? So what was the feeling like for you uh, when you achieved that milestone? So the title, The Same 24 Hours, came from the idea. Um, I, I was having a conversation with someone, and 
she had said, well, if I had a maid and a cook and 33 hours in the day, then maybe I could get done what you want me to get done. <laughs> and I said, well, we all have the same 24 hours. So I don't know what, you know. And so that's where it came from. It came from that idea that we all are given 24 hours in our day. And, you know, absent talking about limitations on that from privilege and from, you know, illness and, and all of the things that we should be talking about. I like the mindset of we all have the same 24 hours and it's up to us with what we do in those 24 hours that leads to our greatest health and happiness and success. And so that's the title of the podcast. And I like to ask people um, who are guests on the podcast, you know, it's, it's what what they do and in, in their 24 hours that, that makes them who they are and, and it's very very powerful in that regard but with regard to the top 50 so that was in the in the fitness category so I have to qualify that for sure because it's not an all around top 50 podcast I sure wish it was um, it was it was crazy <laughs> I got an email that just was showing like I get an email from I think it's Chartable where, which tells you where your podcast is and it came through and it said your podcast jumped I don't know, 100 spots this month, and it was number 29. <laughs> and I was like, what? I mean, it was crazy for a minute. And then, like, right now, it's like 100. I don't, and so I'm like, I don't know. But you, one of the things I've learned over the last 10 years of, of doing social media and um, feeling, re I've just learned to never get too high on any information and never get too low on anything. So it was a nice thing. It felt good. But... I mean, it's nice to add to your bio, <laughs> but yeah, great. that's it. It's, it's, that's it. it I, my work is to continue to spread the message that I'm spreading. It's, con it's continuing to show up for people. It's, it's to show up for people on one-on-one -on -one for my clients. And so, yeah, it's great. It feels good, but um, I really just kind of let it go. I don't know. I don't, I just don't like to get too attached to that kind of stuff because <laughs> It, it, it comes as quickly, it goes as quickly as it comes, you know, it's just, yeah. Um, yeah, so. Yeah, I mean, that's that's great. I love the idea because so many people, you know, whether it's to hide all of those on social media, depending on who they are, if they suffer from, you know, uh, depression or anxiety or PTSD, you know, it can really, really drag people down. Social media can, you know, and um, like just, just to say, if I suffered from uh, depression and I try to, I'm trying to do my podcast and I read your bio, you know, that might make me depressed because I haven't gotten right. there yet. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, right. oh, that's a struggle. But, you know, I see that and I look at that as motivation. You know, we only been doing this since uh, February, March, you know, and um, so we're doing good as well. So I see that and I'm like, man, that's, that's a goal of mine. So I, you know, I appreciate that. So, um, with all this pandemic going on, COVID-19, you know, um, do you still feel like 2020 can be the year of no nonsense? <laughs> I know. I thought, wow, what an amazing book title to release for this year. Um, yeah, it's like the year of all the nonsense. Yeah, so the year of no nonsense. <laughs> this is about identifying the things that are standing in the way in your own life of your personal health, happiness, and success. So I came up with the term nonsense for kind of this buzzword because no one really uses it. They use it when they're like 
cutting down people. Oh, you're nonsense or something. But I thought it was an interesting way to look at the things that we're really struggling with. Because when we give a name to something, we we give it, we we bestow power on it. And so when you give a funny name like nonsense to something like drinking, it sort of diffuses the the power of it. When you're like the term alcoholic is so heavy. Like, oh, I'm an alcoholic. No, I have some drinking nonsense. <laughs> it sort of takes the power away from whatever it is that you're really struggling with. So I like the word nonsense because we have big nonsense, we have small nonsense, and it, it, it's very subjective. So what, what things I do are not necessarily um, nonsense to me, but they may be to someone else and vice versa. So it's, it's very much taking an inventory of your current situation, of your current life, and how is that lining up to your goals? And many people don't even know what their goals are. And, and so that's a big starting point, is to figure, figure out what you even want. What are you about? Who are you? And I didn't know the answer to that. I really didn't know the answer to it recently. <laughs> I mean, that's a big question. Who are you? Who do you want to be? Yeah. And what on, when you figure out who you want to be, and, and I don't necessarily mean like, oh, I want to be Oprah, even though I do, but who I want to be in terms of character, in terms of personal integrity, in terms of fitness and, and my family and who do I love and, and what, you know, who is that person? Okay. I am this person. Well, if I'm going to be that person, then I got to get rid of some of this nonsense in my life. I got to get rid of people pleasing. I got to get rid of name calling. And that means myself. I got to quit calling myself names like fat and ugly and slow and dumb or whatever. And it really is the year of no nonsense is about taking charge of your own um, thought process, your habits and identifying what is standing in your way. And it's an action plan for how to, to get out of your own way. And, that is basically what I've been doing for the last decade is trying to get out of my own way <laughs> because I've been yeah. the one standing in my way and we all are. We are all in our own way. There is really nothing else stopping us. And, and this is where you lose some people because the self, the accountability that comes with taking responsibility for your own life is not something that people are really apt to do. It's, it's very easy to blame and to shame and to say, well, they have more X or if I looked like that, then maybe I could. <laughs> um, yeah. It's very easy to not take responsibility for your outcomes, for your current situation. And the freedom that comes with owning your choices and your bad mistakes and everything, the freedom that comes with just being the truth about your life is priceless. Because once you acknowledge the truth, whatever it is, good, bad, painful, horrible, and you don't stick your head in the sand, if you acknowledge the truth, then you can do something about it. You can start to do something about the things you don't like. You can begin to change your life. But um, the challenge that I give people, if you want to dip your toes in getting rid of nonsense, is this. For the next two weeks, when you encounter a person, a place, or a thing <laughs> that you're kind of struggling with, ask yourself the question, is this person, place, or thing nonsense to me? Yes or no? And just answer it. 
And and people say, well, how do I know if it's nonsense? Oh, you know, it's in your gut. <laughs> Listen to your gut. If your if your friend calls you and they start gossiping, 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 and ask yourself, right. is this nonsense that I'm listening to this? What does your gut say? Your gut says yes. Ding, ding, ding. That's nonsense. Okay, so what are you going to do about it? There's your choice. You have just created a way to make a decision to choose that I don't want to do it. Now, you, you may not want to deal with it, and that's fine, but this is just an experiment. What kind of nonsense is in your life alive and well? And keep a list of it, because most of the time, I've noticed, when people start to do this experiment, <laughs> the list that is not nonsense, the things that are not nonsense are very short <laughs> and those are the things we really care about that's where we're not putting enough energy we're putting a lot of energy into the nonsense things like gossiping and people pleasing and binge eating and addiction and all of that is taking our energy so we don't even have time for the stuff that's really not nonsense like your career and your dreams and your hopes and your kiddos and your pets and taking walks and taking care of yourself all that stuff is getting neglected in favor of the nonsense so it's a really fun experiment i encourage you all to try it and i would love to hear from you if you do <laughs> you can, oh yeah you know, I, I, you know, know how it goes <laughs> i when, when you were saying that i you know i started uh accessing the creative creative part of my brain i'm like let's see <laughs> started doing the test right at the spot and I'm like, hmm. And I said, you know what? I'm good at that. I, I, I have eliminated a lot of nonsense out of my life over the last 10, 20 years. And I really have a, a built-in defense mechanism. If I, I'm great with energies, you know, and as one of my gift of discernment, I'm great with energies. I have a high frequency. And I'd be like, nah, I can't be around that. No, I'm not gonna uh, do that. Yeah, it's not a good. Yeah, you know. And I was like, eh, I don't know if I want her as a client. You know, <laughs> like, you, know you know, I just don't. I, 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 that's my right. Okay, I, I just don't feel like it's gonna be a great fit for me. You know, so and I explain it. Ain't nothing about you, but you know, I just don't feel like it's a good fit. You know, um. Because yeah. I can tell when people have, like, a, uh, a closed mindset and all that stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Now, you said something in interesting uh, when you were saying that, you know, you have to watch how you speak to yourself and everything like that. So many people, including right now, like you said, you was calling yourself, you know, uh, the F word, F-A-T. You know, I don't like to say it out <laughs> loud, you know. <laughs> you know, and right. um, um, a lot of people, they self-sabotage their success because they talk down to themselves now they won't allow anybody else to talk rude to them but they'll look themselves in the mirror look square in the eyes and call themselves names and say hey i never amount to this or i'm never going to reach my goals you know what would you say to people you know we already know about the test if there's no nonsense but some people struggle with that they have a real problem with you know um, uplifting themselves and they don't realize that their subconscious mind is recording every negative or positive things that you're saying what would you say to help them push through it yeah so I had an interesting um, experiment with this recently um, I started working with Lauren Zander she's my life coach she's the founder of Handel group and she told me she wanted me to listen to my inner dialogue 
for two weeks and to write down what I said to myself. And so I thought, okay, that's fine. And it was really interesting when I went out the first morning on my porch to do a workout. And the workout required me to do nine burpees every so many rounds. And so it like accumulated 100 burpees, even though that math doesn't really work. <laughs> but um, I would go and when I started the burpees, I would do, I would think to myself, I'm just going to do seven of these. Nine is too hard. And I thought, whoa, where'd that voice come from? And, and I had, I realized the whole workout that I had to wrangle myself to do, just simply do the workout as written. And as I listened throughout the day, I realized that I am a corner cutter. That if I can do a little bit less or have a little bit more of this, a little more cream in my coffee, even though I don't do dairy, if I can, you know, take off some burpees here. And all of this goes back to a simple thing that is standing in our way when we self-sabotage. And it's the fact that we are lying. We are lying to ourselves. We're lying to ourselves because we don't want to do the hard thing, to face the truth, because, and the thing that will run through our head with self-sabotage is, well, you've always done it, look at you doing this again, or here you go binge eating again, when you promised you'd stick to your diet, and oh, why do I have to stick to a diet, and then you just start this negative train of thought around whatever it is you're doing or not doing or haven't done, and it becomes this mush (laughs) in your head that when you have someone like me or like you, Terrence, saying, we have to think better thoughts. We feel paralyzed. How do we think better thoughts when I, all this stuff is jumbled in my head? How do I say, go Meredith and and you're great and you got this when I've got all this going on. So one of the things that I've learned is to start to set small goals and accomplish them. Make them so easy that you can't not do them. (laughs) So um, something simple, like I'm going to get up in the morning and I'm going to do six crunches. First thing. And if I don't do six crunches, I don't get coffee. Truth and consequence. And this comes from the Handel method of coaching. Truth followed by consequence. And what it does is you build your personal integrity and you start to trust yourself in little ways and once you start to trust yourself you can start to hear those voices the nonsense the things that are standing in your way that are harming your progress and all of a sudden you're not as interested in self-sabotage because you're learning wait a minute i'm trustworthy i I do these crunches every morning i do five of them before i even have my coffee i can do 10 crunches and 10 jumping jacks and go for a one mile walk i can do the same thing and have the same consequence And I can do this four days a week. You know, so you can build on that trust structure. And then your voices will get nicer because you're like, hey, self, way to go. You did what you said you were going to do. And so when we don't do what we want, you know, when we don't take the action for the outcome that we deeply desire, it's because we're not doing the thing. We, We don't have the track record or we don't have the current fortitude to to keep the promises to ourselves so starting with that versus trying to strong arm yourself into thinking positive it's kind of a hack that I've learned because 
people don't necessarily want to start with their, the voice in their head. That feels too scary for some reason to say like, you've got this <laughs> or you're a nice person. Um, it, so if you struggle with that, is that, is that a, a small promise for tomorrow morning? Um, tomorrow morning, I'm going to get up and I'm going to read my 10 minute devotional before I have my coffee. When I read my devotional, then I can have my coffee. If I don't read my devotional, I can't have my coffee. Something that simple. And it will build that trust to, to start to dream and start to do bigger things. That's awesome advice, Meredith. I mean, so many, I mean, oh my God, that's a good way of looking at things because so many people struggle with, you know, self-confidence, or, um, high self-esteem, and they really just bash themselves over and over again, you know, and um, they, mm-hmm. especially right now, being quarantined and sitting more, they're snacking more, um, less exercising, they're stressed, you know, and they, they realize that they, yeah, I, I gained 20 pounds, you know, and now they're really putting that hard look on themselves instead of saying, look, you got this, you know, you, you know, lift yourself up, visualize, the art of visualization is great, you know, and, and really putting in the work and not just the light work. I'm talking about the deep work. You know, you got to commit yourself. You got to wake up an hour earlier than you normally know, used to. You know, you got to increase the intensity and really, really get your mind wrapped around what you need to be doing. So, you know, but I, I know a lot of people are not built for the transformation. They think that it, it takes too much. It takes too long. They don't want to sacrifice certain things you know now you being a, an elite athlete transforming from an addiction all the way running running uh doing swimming for miles riding a bike <laughs> you know what, what i mean what does it take you know you, you, you're doing um 5k races you know you 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 know, you're, you know, where, where, where did I read that at? Oh my God. I lost track. Where yeah. I've done, I've done four. You're biking. Which are, yeah. Cycling, swimming. But you know what? I think that's, that's part of the issue is, is that we think that is something impossible. And I did all of those Ironman triathlons. Now that, that was a 2.4 mile swim, 112 mile bike ride and a marathon all in one race took me about 16 and a half hours for each one of them i did all of those at over 200 pounds as a woman so what i like to tell people is that if you want something you can do it um it's just we think that these things are so impossible because we don't look at what's right in front of us so i didn't get to iron man the second i got off the couch it took me about three years and it wasn't three years of crazy, crazy dedication. I, I took very small steps, but I did it every day. You know, I, I, I showed up and I, I worked on that. And so when you think about a big goal or something crazy like Iron Man, um, take it one day at a time, truly, and, and set smaller goals in the middle. You know, I started with a 5K. And, pe- and this is my favorite because anyone that does not run will tell you, oh, I could, I can't do a 5K. A 5K is 3.1 miles. And I like to tell them, yes, you can. <laughs> you do not have to run it. You can walk it. You can run, walk it. You can run the whole thing. You can run for one minute, walk one minute. It doesn't matter. Anyone on this planet, able-bodied, 
can do a 5k and even disabled bodies can do 5ks with assistance and um, trikes and wheelchair pushing like it is accomplishable by anyone it just takes a little bit of work and it doesn't even require that much i mean anyone can do one in, in six weeks even if they're straight off the couch i believe that so so thoroughly um but it's it's the stuff we tell ourselves like oh i could never do that well why the heck not i mean we should be saying oh i don't want to do that <laughs> i don't right. want to do it okay i understand that but but don't say i couldn't do it because yes you could you absolutely could mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely, definitely good. You, you've made an interesting point. You should tell yourself, I don't want to do that. I just want to stay here in my comfy <laughs> little couch <laughs> with my chips. Right, that's true. And, <laughs> and, and, and whatever my little Coca-Cola and just stay here. But, you know, you, I mean, just 112 miles riding a bike, you're swimming for miles. You know, I got tired just reading that. You know, that takes a lot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that takes a lot of um, a great concentration and mindset, willpower, muscle endurance, muscle strength, um, flexibility. You know, a, a great, awesome transformation. Awesome transformation. You know, and like you just said, and I, I want to quote you on this as much as possible. You said you just didn't get off the couch and do it it took time it took preparation you know and people don't understand that you know it's not going to happen overnight you know you're going to have to build up to things but you're going to have to work towards it you know people always want to see the baby but they don't want to go to the pregnancy you know (laughs) that's so true it's true true, true, so true it's like when you see somebody with an amazing body three years down the line and you remember them when they was like, you know, obese or they had uh, back issues or joint issues or addiction, whatever it was, and they took control of their lifestyle and they made great changes and great uh, nutritional habits. And now you see them three years later, two years later, five years later, whatever the transformation time is, and they really control their mind, their body composition, um, the, the overall wellness, like they become more, you know, outgoing, uh, more um, marketable to themselves, especially if they've got a business, you know, you, you they were able to increase uh, more, more business, more financial um, uh, uh, wellness, the whole nine. So just reading it and hearing you telling, telling about it, it's like, that's motivation for me. You know, it's like, it, I'm where I want to be. It's maintaining is the hardest part but now it feels like you know I want to go harder just for that so um, let's talk about the book right quick because you know out of all that you you, you wrote a best selling triathlon book um, um, let's talk about that what's the title and how did it come along you know you just got an epiphany like oh I want to write a book <laughs> and you did it and <laughs> You know, and now it here like it Moses is. in the burning bush. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. It, it just, you know, like I said earlier, that voice that you once heard said, look, if you don't do this, you know, you're going to be dead within a year. But yeah. in the midst of that brokenness and that confusion and that voice, you know, you were able to do such amazing things. And now you, you, you wrote a best-selling book, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, what was the moment like for you and, and 
two questions. What was the moment like for you when you got the, the, the thought? And what was the feeling like for you when you first held that baby in your hand? <laughs> yeah, so when I started to dabble in triathlon, I looked on Amazon, I was in bookstores for a book that told me, you know, at the time, a 250-pound mom of two, how to do a triathlon. And as you could imagine, there was no such book. <laughs> and so I said, well, once I do this triathlon and these triathlons, I'm going to become a coach and I'm going to figure out how to tell women they can do this. And interestingly, so the book that came out and the second edition came out March of last year, but I wrote the original book and self-published it in 2011, um, only shortly after I'd finished my first half Ironman. And so... I did that while I was working as an attorney. I put it together, put it out into the world. And I'll tell you, when it first, when I held that first copy in my hands, it was the best feeling. Um, <laughs> it was like holding a baby. <laughs> but yeah. the reason behind how, why it felt so good was so many, many fold. Because my husband, I had said, I want to quit my law job and I want to write a book. And he said, President Obama wrote his book in office. You can write your book at law firm. <laughs> and I thought, oh, no, I have to do this. So I did. But I wrote it at night and, um, you know, on weekends. And I started it in January and I finished it in November. And it was done. Because I just started working on it, you know, and, and so you should never give up on a goal because of the time it's going to take to accomplish it because the time's going to pass anyway. That's my favorite quote, Earl Nightingale mm -hmm. summarized. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I look back on that and I think if I had not just started, if I had not just started doing triathlon, if I had not just started writing like so much of my life wouldn't have transpired the way it did. I wouldn't, I mean, it's mind boggling when you look at it. And so uh -huh. I encourage everyone who has something to say, whether it's on a podcast or a book or an article or art, whatever it is, just go do that thing. Go write your book, go write. And, and it's not as hard as people think to write a book. We, we, we think that we can't do these things, but I did it. <laughs> And, you know, and I'm just a person, you know, I just did the thing, but I did the thing every day and I decided to do it. And, and so that's the difference. It's just showing up for your goal every day in a little way and doing the thing that you need to do to move it forward. And don't worry about how long it takes you because the time's passing anyway. Our lives are passing no matter what we're doing. We might as well be working towards something. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, you might as well. You know, I did a, I had a guest on yesterday, um, uh, Scott Holman from, he's a motivational coach, life coach as well from Louisville. And pretty much the same thing, you know, uh, he realized that in his coaching, people are feeling like they can't do stuff. And, they, you know, and, and I was telling them about a podcast that I listened to by Les Brown a few years ago that motivated me. He said, imagine if you was on your deathbed and all your talents and skills was hovering over you, and upset with you, mad with you and telling you, you know, now we have to die with you because you did not give us birth you know, and when you said that, it just reminded me right back to that because it's just amazing. Like, 
people have so many gifts and talents in them. They have books in them. They have a whole lot of intellectual property in them, but they have a phobia of putting it out because people feel, they may feel like people may not want it or it may, they may not be good enough. Bottom line, I think people could just be afraid of succeeding on a different level, you know, and that can paralyze them um, psychologically and emotionally as, as well. So um, what you're just saying is like time is going to pass regardless. You might as well just try to put it out there anyway. And right. I think I think that, you know, your story, you know, like I'm reading over the bio again, you know, and I'm listening to you and I'm matching everything up together like this is, you know, I, I, I see why you're, you know, top 50 podcasts and to help women or anybody, you know what I mean? Because it's just amazing to me. And what this does for me, Meredith, is like, it's all therapeutic for me. Because I, I feel like, you know, I go hard. I feel like, oh, but I work hard, I increase the intensity, and then I work smart and I work hard at the same time. But, you know, uh, like you, like I'm, you know, I put my third book on hold because all these other things were coming up. I said, now I'm, you just motivated me to get back to writing. And yeah. um, so it's like time is going to pass regardless, you know, just go ahead and get the writing. You can edit it out later. And I was doing speaker note. I was speaking the book out. And then when I go back and look what I spoke, the, 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 the speaker note doesn't, it records what it think or thought you may have said. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, I didn't want to say that. <laughs> You know, so I stopped using that. And so that was just a sign for me to get back to the, to the, uh, to, to the laptop and just get the writing. And I can, you know, just let it free flowing, you know, just let it free, let's get it out. And yeah. talking to you, just, you know, you just, once again, I'm motivated. I mean, uh, about the type of, uh, personalities and commitment and um, that people have such as yourself to self-improve, to transform not just your life, but anybody who comes in contact with you. It's so motivational for me because sometimes, you know, you as yourself, you may feel like, you know, nobody's paying attention, nobody's listening, or you may need a, a boost in, in, in uh, motivation. And, you know, once again, I'm inspired, you know, by by this, by our conversation, you know, you just really boost my spirit some more, you know, to keep pushing and keep going hard because you can do it. You can get it done. Yeah, you can. You really can. You can. No nonsense in the same 24 hours. I That's love right. it. I love <laughs> it. No nonsense. Like, no, you know, not on, on top of that, I, you know. Nobody, these are the times right now, nobody really cares about your excuses. Nobody really cares about, I should have, I, you know, I could have. Nobody cares anymore, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can say, oh, I should have did this. Oh, you know, I, next thing you know, five, ten years, twenty years done pass you by, and you're still saying the same should have, would have, could have. Like, nobody yeah. takes that seriously anymore. I, I mean, I've seen it so many times. I've heard it. No, if somebody said the same thing to you every time they see you for the last five, ten years, you're just going to be like, they become so predictable to me. It's like predictability is boring. Like, I know what you're about to say, you know, I know, <laughs> right. you know, I know you're not going to do it, you know. So it's like, why, why are we even having to come? 
so this is going back to the exercise you talk about, but is, is this no nonsense? Yeah, this is nonsense to me. You know what I'm saying? So why? Yeah, yeah I know. I, I got people from my high school days from the 80s talk about, oh, I should have. Man, you got, you look, I'm mad. I don't want to hear that. You know, you're talking 30 plus years ago. You know, yeah. and you're still on the same Humpty Dumpty on the wall. Nobody cares. <laughs> These are different times. <laughs> Nobody really cares, Meredith. You know, it's like you have to make changes. People want to see the proof and the pudding. People want to see, you know, uh, all the transformations that you've made. Take action, not just talking. Take action. Action. Take the necessary steps for you to become successful, not just, you know, monetarily, but in all areas of your life. You know, that's so um, inspirational to people. Nobody wants to hear the excuses anymore. The excuses are dead. Yeah. So, so anyway, uh, yeah, man, this is crazy. This is the Your Best Lifestyle International Podcast and soon to be up with Meritive 24 Hours Podcast. Top 50. <laughs> I'm putting in the That's atmosphere right, right Manifest now. Manifest That's right. That's right. You know, we, we're coming in. We're we moving fast. And, you know, one thing I like because we are able to, I told you I had a gift of discernment. We are able to even write off social media. We are able to pick up on individuals right off through social media to have them on the show because we can see if you're a good fit or not, you know, just by looking at. You know, your name, your picture, your, you know, your story, you know, to see if it's a good fit for us. Because our goal is to have influencers on the podcast, people who have really got into the ditch, to the um, to the trenches in the ditch and really scraped, got the mud, got the dirt underneath their nails and really clawed their way out of the situation. And this is what we love to interview individuals like yourself, Meredith, because you know what? It, it, even though you came out, you're super successful, well, you're already successful, but you turn another corner in your life that's very um, encouraging and for transformation. So, you know, getting the dirt underneath your, your fingernails, getting your boots in the mud, and really working hard towards it. You know, these are the people that we want to highlight and edify on the podcast. And this is why I think that we're doing so well right now because, I mean, you've been on major platforms before, you know, uh, 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 Boston Globe and, you know, a lot of great park of uh, uh, media outlets, you know. So it's like, man, I'm the New York Post, Seattle Times, you know, you're a contributing writer. Uh, to psychology today like these are, are a lot of great platforms so you know um just to have individuals like yourself let's also you was what type of lawyer are you still because you're still a lawyer you, you don't practice as much right well i'm not so i'm actually not a lawyer at all because i i was um, barred in georgia and we moved to massachusetts and i haven't taken the bar yeah. exam here so i'm technically okay. inactive in georgia so i don't even know i mean i guess i'm still a lawyer i'm just not a practicing yeah. lawyer. but i you're still, I did, you're, I really, you're still a lawyer yeah <laughs> <laughs> i guess so i guess so. you never yeah, can yeah, leave like hotel california <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah. I was in real estate. I did some criminal defense early in my career and some family law. Uh, yeah, I ended up in real estate and, and regulatory compliance. So, but yeah, it's another 
another part of my life that's just done you know I don't I don't do that anymore I don't do lawyer things <laughs> anymore and it's uh, great because it wasn't for me yeah. you know it wasn't it wasn't part of my life that I like so yeah. and I changed it it's, I mean to give up a profession that you put a lot of time and a lot of money into law school and you know that was yeah. not a decision to take lightly but I knew just like you said discernment I knew it wasn't for me and I needed to change it so I did and it wasn't right yeah, away yeah. it took me about eight years to get out of it and to get my side hustle going um, but uh-huh. I never gave up and you know things are gonna take time they're gonna take energy and money and you're gonna not sleep as much as you'd like but <laughs> what's it worth how bad do you want it you know yeah 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 oh we can go on and on narrative about that talking <laughs> about sleep and you're talking about tenacity and grit and saying hey this is you know I'm not feeling fulfilled in this career, I want to do something else. I want to liberate my life. You know, I want to write a book, two books. I want to, I want to get paid to be on podcasts and radios, and I want to contribute to the world. You know, so many people are living in a box. They're living in a, mm-hmm. they're working in a cubicle, and they're stuck at a desk. They're writing at desk, and their dream career is a nightmare. It's putting weight on them and stressing them out, causing them to overeat, drink. It's just crazy. I've seen the stories. I work with so many people coming out of corporate America. I'm doing corporate wellness. And, you know, it's like, ah, you, that, ah, are you really happy on your job? Are you really happy? You know, and it's right. like, why don't, you know, what do you want to do? What do you love to do? What is your passion? What are you... What are your dreams? I know as a kid, you probably wanted to be this. But you're realizing it's not all what you thought it would be. So what else you want to do? You know, and most people who are in corporate America right now, 40, 50 years old, they've been in, they've been in their careers 20, 30 years. And they feel like, hey, you know, I can't do anything else. I put on weight. This is it. I'm stuck. I got, you know, uh, kids in college. And I get that. I understand that. But there's so very unfulfilled and I'm um, just to hear you saying hey you know I ain't want to do this anymore and I'm doing this and it's amazing transformation how much has that transformation you know free up your life Meredith because it sounds like you're having a great time with it right now and you know and I'm going to take too much of your time but how much has it freed up your life yeah I mean when you stand in your truth and you are able to tell the world this is who I am and and that's not a baby step that is definitely a big step but when when you're comfortable enough with your vision and your path to say I'm not dealing with this anymore I'm not gonna die a lawyer because it's making me fat sad and miserable in a lot of ways because it's so you know I mean they're all choices but when you get to the point where you've had enough that's where I was and I was okay with giving it up because I was honest with myself. You don't have to stay in a job for the rest of your life. And people feel like they have to. You don't have to stay in that job for the rest of your life. I'm repeating it because I thought, oh my gosh, I have to do this. I have to take care of my kids. I have to take care of my Yes, these, these things are true. And so when I started a side hustle, I made money doing that until it was enough. Now it wasn't as much, but it uh-huh. was enough for
for me to quit where it didn't hurt my family, where it didn't harm our, our um, you know, mortgage payment. And that's how you do it. You work hard enough to say never again, I'm not going to do this again. And it, it can happen, but don't, don't sell yourself short and don't give yourself an out because one day we are going to be on, on our deathbed wondering why we didn't do that thing you're talking about right now. <laughs> right now, the thing you want to do right now is what you are going to be talking about when you are on your deathbed if you don't do that thing right now. <laughs> so go do it. I mean, yeah, go do it right now. It's so funny because you dropped some powerful nuggets and some powerful wisdom right there. And I was going to ask you to share any more wisdom. You got anything else you want to share with the listeners you know, right now, and you said some powerful things. So I'm going to ask you, on top of that, do you have anything else that you want to share that you think that may be empowering to the listeners and tell everybody where and or how they can find you? Yeah. So I just want you to hear me, your audience members. I'm talking to you directly now. I want you to hear me when I say that I have been in the darkest of dark places, addicted to alcohol, severely overweight, unable to move, trapped in a career, unhappy in my marriage, not so sure what to do with the motherhood thing. I have been there and I have crawled out of it and I have figured out ways to do it and I am here for you. So you can find me at swimbikemom.com and everywhere on social media at swimbikemom and my book is The Year of No Nonsense and you can get it wherever you buy your books. And I'm here for you. I'm, I check my own email. I run my own ship. So if I can be of service, all you have to do is send me an email. And I've got all sorts of tricks up my sleeve that will probably be beneficial if, you, if you're struggling. So I appreciate <laughs> it. I love that. She said I got all type of tricks up my sleeve. <laughs> <laughs> I do. <laughs> all right. I mean, these days, you, you know, you, you, oh, man, you're going to have to hack your life. You know, you're going to have to hack your life. You're going to have to hack your environment. You're going to have to pull out all the tricks and all the stops to remove mental and physical barriers that's, you know, keeping you, blocking you from reaching your goals because nobody's going to hand it to you. Nobody's going to give it to you, okay? You're going to have to work and you're going to have to sacrifice and you're going to have to commit to the process. And I think that's one thing that really paralyzes people and, you know, keep them stuck. In, in an unhappy place but once you're able to release and liberate yourself from those situations you're going to find yourself happy more fulfilled and more motivated to reach your goals so you know i'm telling you man this is why i love doing this podcast because i me personally and professionally get something i get fed every day i get the protein no soy Okay, I get the multivitamin. <laughs> That's right. That's right. No soy. No soy. I get. I'm not a vegetarian. Give me the meat. Okay. Give me the meat and potatoes of what people or what my guests are bringing on to this podcast because it's so powerful. And we as coach sometimes we need to be uplifted too. Okay, a lot of times, you know, even even Superman turns in turns back in the clock can't and everything like that. So you got to make sure that you know we get that 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 um, that vitamin that we need that one a day to help us push through so we can be better versions of ourselves for our business, for our scope of practice, for our clients. 
because we're constantly on the clock. We're constantly working. Even when we're not working, we're working because even if you go out for a meal at night or you go socialize at an event, you know, um, you're constantly working. Even though you're in relaxed mode, people are always watching you because, you know, they may see you on social media and you portray to be one way, but then they see you out at an event and you being something else, you're like, that don't add up, you know? So you can't say, hey, I'm going to get you to lose 20, 30 pounds, go buy my book or book me to speak at your event and I'm overweight. Nobody's really going to take you seriously, okay? You have to been there before. You have to make the trans- transformation for you yourself in order for people to buy into anything that you're saying, anything that you're selling, you know? You have to be your own proof. You know, and if you're not that, you're not practicing what you're preaching, guess what? You're a hypocrite. You're going to fail. Your business is going to fail. Okay, you might as well stay at that job. Okay, so this is not <laughs> for the faint of heart. <laughs> it's not. Meredith, right. you already know. It's, 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 it's not for wissy. I'm just going to tell you. No. This is for... No, this is for strong people only. If you know, if, you, if you're afraid to jump off that cliff, don't get too close to the edge okay don't do it because it's not for you okay now for the stronger people they feel it they don't ask why should I jump they just jump why not and they figure it out you know and that's what Meredith Atwood has done and she has done an amazing job obviously google her connect with her go get her book listen to her podcast read her her um her articles in psychology today you know do all of those things man, and get what you need ah let me, i can go on all day this is why i have a podcast <laughs> I, I, I i talk <laughs> <laughs> well i appreciate it terrence it was great i had a great time. yeah Meredith, Mar- appreciate you and uh i gotta come on your show you got i gotta book myself on your show i got to be on yeah, we'll figure it out. I'm booked up through like August now, but I I, I will gladly it. bring you on, or we could do an Instagram live. That's always fun too. We can do yeah, that so anytime. Yeah, we set that up too. Anyway, Meredith yeah. Atwood. Yeah, Thank you can you catch you on iTunes, Stitcher, you know, Pandora, Spotify, Podbean. You know, she's everywhere. Top 50 <laughs> um, podcast. I love saying that. I'm going to speak that in. I hope to be everywhere. I hope to be everywhere. You have to but be everywhere. people like you will help me get there. So. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah it's, it's be all in this together. It's a team. So, you know, I really okay. appreciate your time. Thank you so much. And um, you'll be hearing from me soon. Okay, my friend? Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah. Uh. Come on. My people in the A, yeah, you gotta wake up. The people in my city, come on, let's wake up. Said my people around the world, yeah, we gotta wake up. Wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. We gotta wake, wake up. up. Wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. Uh. Oh, wake yeah. up now. Yeah. Wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. Uh. Uh. Let's go. Wake up, everybody. No more sleeping in bed. 
no more backwards thinking time for thinking ahead the world has changed so very much from what it used to be there's so much hatred war and poverty Wake up all the teachers, time to teach a new way Maybe they will listen to what you have to say Is they're the ones who's coming up, the world is in their hands And we teach our children, teach them the very best you You got this, the only one stopping you is your conscious Add action, subtraction is not an option I know it ain't easy, believe me, it's all in God's hands He'll take care of us, there is a miracle arising The world won't get much better If we just let it be, let it be The world won't get much better We gotta change, yeah Change it, yeah So much Okay, 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 my people couldn't say it any clearer No time for those excuses, we should all start in the mirror Mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the fairest of them all When minorities are not being treated fairly at all I'm appalled when I call my fellow brother and ask him how we been He said his son was pulled over by the popo again I pray these things will end, the discrimination We shouldn't be profiled because of the color of our skin All I really wanna know is can we all get along if you wanna feel the love, you gotta wake up. Wake up, everybody, no more sleeping. Wake up, wake up, everybody, no more sleeping. Wake up, everybody, no more sleeping. 
Everybody. 